Listen, all you New Yorkers. Is the 77 WABC minicast. Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. This is a birthday bumper music selection by Gary Korb, who's not only a big listener to this show, but has been a guest on this show several times uh, talking about cigars. He's with uh, CigarAdvisor.com, a great guy that I've uh, gotten to know and uh, have really appreciated his insight on the subject of cigars. All right. Um... This is a rarity because we have on a guest who I have really come to respect and admire and really look forward every time their email is in my inbox. However, even though I think this person is doing some of the best journalism around and some of the best news analysis around, even if I end up disagreeing with his conclusions, I am asking you sincerely, and I'm not joking about this, please, whatever you do, do not subscribe to his newsletter. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Every time, well, not every time, but almost every time, you hear me sounding a combination of thoughtful, fair, reasonable, and logical, chances are I am plagiarizing directly from Tangle News. And all of a sudden, if you're reading Tangle News as well, all of a sudden when I sound like I know what I'm talking about, you'll know that I don't. I'm just parroting what has been written for me in Tangle News. So it's kind of like the magician's trick is ruined. So please, whatever you do, do not subscribe to Tangle News. That being said, I am a subscriber, and the best thing that I've read to date on the conflict in the Middle East appeared in Tangle News last week, and uh, that has made our guest, Isaac Saul, the founder of Tangle News, the only person in the last week that has been shared on social media, whose work has been shared on social media, by both Elon Musk and me. It is a small, small group of uh, opinion leaders that have been shared by both Elon Musk and me. Very, very pleased to welcome back to this program. Isaac Saul. Isaac, it's good to talk to you. It's good to be here, Frank. Thank you so much for having me on, man. And I very much appreciate the introduction. It's uh, humbling, and I'm I'm honored you're a regular reader, man. Uh, No doubt about it. Uh, I'm hoping um, one day to uh, be able to save my pennies and uh, afford the subscription version, but uh, I have or the paid subscription (laughs) model. But all my money is tied up in whatever the Rock is raising money for. Isaac, uh, by the way, before we talk about the Middle East, I have to tell you the piece that you did. I don't want to kind of give away the twists and turns of it, but the piece that you did, I guess, just over a week ago, where with with your ninety year old Uber driver was not only such an interesting story, but the way that you told it, it was really wonderful. And uh, I definitely want to encourage people to read it. I've shared it on my Facebook page. People should check it out. Facebook.com slash Morano fan. I'm imagining you got quite a bit of a response to that article as well, Isaac. Yeah, we did. It was awesome. I mean, it was, uh, you know, the the long story short of it is that I basically ended up inside an Uber being driven around by a legendary Los Angeles journalist who was working Uber to make a little money on the side so he could afford to travel and enjoy some things in his life. And we plugged the story of my experience meeting him in the newsletter and pushed a bunch of people to go read his book. And we got like thousands of responses of people 
who said that they went and did that. And I actually connected with him and got to talk to him on the phone last week and followed up, which is really awesome. So it's been uh, it's been a wild couple of weeks for us at Tangle, man. Lots of lots of big stories, lots of attention, lots of uh, outside eyes on us for the first time, which has been really fun, really exciting, despite all the craziness going on in the world right now. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. All right, let's talk about some of that craziness that's been going on in the world right now. You've been a journalist for a while now. As I mentioned, you're the founder of, uh, of Tangle News. Your perspective is particularly interesting and I think particularly valuable because you actually lived in Israel. Give folks a little bit of an idea of your life journey. You're, you're also Jewish and you lived in Israel. How long did you live in Israel for? And uh, I could just read your essay. That's how good it is. Is, but I thought it would be much better if we could kind of converse about it. How long did you live in Israel for? And what's it like when you wake up seeing the news of all this death and destruction due to a terrorist attack? And, and you think that that could have been you? Yeah. So I traveled back and forth to Israel a few times, as many Jews do. And then I moved there in 2013 for about six months. And I actually lived in East Jerusalem, which is an area that, especially for the last couple of decades, has been, you know, the the site of a lot of tension. And I was living in a yeshiva in a Jewish boys school, which was a really fascinating experience. And then also getting to travel all around the Middle East and interact a lot with Arabs and Muslims in Jerusalem and other places in Israel and in Egypt. And, you know, I felt like I got a really good understanding, not just of the sort of traditional Jewish-Israeli-Zionist perspective, but also what it was like for people, Arab Muslims living in Israel, living in Jerusalem, and also Arab Muslims in the surrounding states who, you know, interact with Israel. So that's my personal background. I mean, as this story broke, you know, it was totally... (laughs) It's it's incomprehensible is really the only word to describe it. I mean, there's so much about daily life in that country that relies on a belief in the safety and security that's being provided by the Israeli government and the IDF. And, you know, what I said in my piece was some party in the desert with a bunch of 20-something-year-olds is exactly the kind of thing I could have gotten invited to and gone to on a whim, assuming that if a few hundred people were going. It was a totally safe choice to make, regardless of, you know, whether it was a few miles from Gaza or the West Bank or wherever. Um, And a lot of those people who are there are people who, you know, are probably pretty left politically, people who really want a peace process between Israel and Palestine, which is sort of one of the understated, really sick ironies of this Mm. whole story is that, you know, the, the, the kinds of people that are going to a peace and love concert two miles from Gaza in southern Israel are, are not the kinds of people who are like these ardent anti-Arab Zionists that often get portrayed as like the far right in the news. They're probably people who really care about, you know, the, the Palestinian cause and, and want to see some kind of one state or two state solution. And, you know, all of that just makes the whole thing a lot more tragic because I think what Hamas did has you know, turned up a lot of people's attitudes negatively towards the the Arab people and the Palestinian cause. So it's a really sad thing in that regard. And it is really frightening to imagine that it happened the way it did, where it did, and, and kind of, frankly, how easily it happened. I mean, there wasn't 
much resistance, which is also part of what's so scary. Uh, now, let me ask you a question that I hate. And uh, my mother asked me the other day, and she was expecting a yes or no answer. And obviously, I think this is a question that re- requires a great deal more nuance than simply yes or no. And you address this a bit in your piece. Are you pro-Israel? You're Jewish. You lived in Israel. Are you pro-Israel? Yeah, it's a good question. And (laughs) my answer is not going to be simple. I mean, I I would say I believe in and care very much about the cause that pushed the state of Israel into existence, which was giving the Jewish people a homeland. I believe that Jews have, you know, a historical claim and a, a very well-documented archaeological history to point to to say that this was the land that they were initially expelled from themselves. Um, And I have a very deep connection to Israel and a deep love for Israel, and I want to see it continue to be a place where Jews can go live and, and be safe and have their own kind of Jewish nation. I mean, I believe in that project, the project of the Jewish state, especially in the wake of World War II and all the context with which it was created, which is that Jews have faced persecution for thousands of years, basically everywhere they've gone. 